0: visit AscentEquityGroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T EquityGroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only.
1: You have to make sure that consumer experience for a renter is high and we don't allow the consumer experience of a homeowner to exceed it because obviously that's going to impact retention, quality of tenants. That's going to impact rent prices that you're able to pull as well.
2: Best ever listeners, I'm so excited to share today's sponsor with you. It's Eastern Union Funding and Arbor Realty Trust. If you're in the multifamily space, you likely recognize these names, but have you used them? Uh, I'm guessing if you haven't, then you probably know someone who has. I can tell you personally, the deal you've got. And assuming it checks out, he can make introductions to people he knows as potential loan guarantors for your deal. So debt, equity, and potentially loan guarantors. Uh, All you need, well, you need to find a deal, obviously. Um, But besides that, you know, the other main components of the deal they can help you out with. So talk to Mark Belsky. His email is mbelsky at EasternEQ.com and his phone number, 212-897-9875. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of the fluffy stuff with us today. Ray Hespin. How you doing, Ray?
1: Hey, I'm doing well, Joe. How about yourself?
2: I am doing well and nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Ray. He is the CEO and co-founder of Property Meld, which is a maintenance automation software company. He launched a company in 2014 to eliminate the maintenance headache for property managers. Boy, is it a headache too for everyone who manages property. And he's based in Rapid City, South Dakota. So with that being said, Ray, you want to give the best of our listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus?
1: Yeah. So first of all, our office is based here in South Dakota. And so everybody gives us a little bit of a kind of a little headcock (laughs) <laughs> wondering what are we doing in South Dakota so what we've done is we've started calling the area Silicon Prairie <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, I think I've heard
0: that
2: before, by the
1: way. Yeah, somebody's probably coined it, but we're going to try and steal it. So anyways, (laughs) at the end of the day, any good business model is built on solving a problem. And what's really interesting about ours is in the property management space, as you well know, and just real estate tech in general, it is historically kind of lagged behind in terms of what other industries have kind of been given. So the reason that we even came about was ultimately because my co-founder, David Kingman, who's our CTO. He said basically, he called me one day, is it always terrible to be a renter and have maintenance done on your property? And through that and doing enough market research and talking to property management firms and landlords, we understood, wow, this is ripe for disruption. So that's essentially the genesis of Property Melvin. And Joe, one thing that's pretty interesting about me, people will ask, at least I think it's interesting. People will ask, Did you come from property management? Did you come from being a landlord? And my background's actually in manufacturing operations. Mm -hmm. So being able to bring in a fresh perspective in another industry to try and automate what we can automate in this industry, I think was pretty interesting connection there.
2: Just so I'm clear, you said your co-founder asked, is it always terrible to be a renter and have maintenance on your property? But why is it terrible to be a renter and have maintenance on the property?
1: So the notion is when people rent, it should be better than you living at the house, right? So as in a lot of leases and everything, most of the repair items are not the responsibility of the renter. And what happened was in his particular instance, and he had multiple of them, is the fact like he was able to submit a request online, which is great. technology allows to do that. but he wanted to know what was going on. It's phone call to the management office. They don't answer the phone. Yeah. <laughs> they get a call from a phone number that they don't recognize, and they've got to go to voicemail. They assume it's spam, and it turns out it was the person trying to do the repair. They call back, and they don't answer because of time. And so you play this pretty insane game of touch and go just to coordinate and communicate, and it's backed really heavily on pretty manual processes, i.e. the phone call. And you think about, about every other experience that the consumer gets to have at this point that feels antiquated and pretty archaic and, and feels sure. like a really slow process to get it done.
2: Okay. I get it. So the renter is able to see the process for where the request is in the pipeline or the queue, rather.
1: Absolutely. Okay. And everybody understands Uber right or Uber left. When you request somebody, you know where they're at, you're able to communicate with them, you know, when they showed up and it'd be odd, but you know, when they're there, <laughs> you know, you know, when it's finished. So we basically apply that sort of transportation and ability to communicate to maintenance. And so with our system, without a phone call, essentially, the renter can submit requests, schedule, be reminded that it's happening, being notified when it's complete, asking them how it was like all of it's automatically and very, very seamless.
2: Got it. So the process where you submit a request as a renter, you submit a request and you don't hear back and you're wondering what's going on, it's been a week or two, this would solve for that period. My question is, from my experience, a landlord who is not as communicative as they should be, they're not good landlords, so they're not going to pay for a service like this Because they don't have their stuff together to begin with.
1: You know, it's interesting you say that there are right fits and wrong fits, right? We identify a right fit. And at the end of the day, one thing I wanted to kind of just point out is the fact that we're saying we're improving the renter experience, but ultimately it's because it's a pain to follow up on maintenance for property managers is the only reason that we've survived and built the company that we have. So you have the process. So we understand what it's like from the renter side. But you think about the maintenance coordination that happens. I get the work request. I manage the property. Now it's my job to third-party vendor or a technician. I need to make sure and continuously follow up. Did you get a hold of the renter? Is it scheduled? When's it scheduled for? Is it done? Is the resident happy? Like all those touch points should be happening within 24 to 48 hours. And as you continue to scale, it gets really problematic and time-consuming. There's a certain point where you have to handle a full-time person. But back to your original point, yes, if you don't really have a care about that experience, it's probably ultimately not going to be a great fit. If you don't have a care about streamlining that process, it's not going to be a good fit. But One thing I think just in general, and Joe, this is actually a pretty interesting statistic. So one of the big things we say, why you should care about that experience, just apart from online reputation, all the fun that that is now, but retention. If you have an investment property... And you have a renter leave. What does that mean? You got to go do an inspection, move out. You got to go through all that f- sort of fun stuff with deposits. Now you got to have the place clean, shampooed. What repairs do you have to get done? You have to remarket the property. You have to reshow it and then sign a new lease. It's incredibly costly and timely. 31% of leases are not renewed with maintenance being the biggest reason they didn't renew.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that's a big number.
2: I would estimate it's even higher than that. Whatever that study is, I believe you on that study. I think you're even shortchanging yourself. I think it's north of 50% of people who leave, leave because of some sort of maintenance issue. What I did before I bought my first apartment community, while we were under contract, to be specific, I did research on all the apartment communities that I could find on apartments.com and other places. I found them on Google. And I just read reviews. And this is also C-class, B-class properties, not A-class, but B-C-class properties, apartment communities in particular. The majority of the issues and the complaints are maintenance-related. 100%.
1: And you even think about that, Joe, like your apartment community, you've got your own Google location, right? Someone types in, what's the first thing that pops up? Is your Google reviews. So even think about is the amount of money that you're spending marketing that particular property. What is the click-through rate or what is the drop-off that you're losing because of that? How many people come to your website and they sit there and go, never mind, simply because of that rating? And like you said, maintenance is the number one driver of negative reviews. Nobody writes a negative review and says, hey, the movement process could have been better, right? Nobody is adamant enough to write a review. I I say that now. Somebody will probably email your show and say, Hey, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I got one of those, but you get my point. You're hundred percent correct. It's, it's driven by maintenance.
2: So on Amazon, when I order a package, when I order something, I go to check on the status. It's like order confirmed, order shipped, order at the warehouse, order in route and delivered. What are the stages of the process for your service?
1: The person managing the property ultimately has a little bit more transparency, What's really neat about our process is the renter then can submit it, and they're kept up to speed the entire time. They submitted it. There's confirmation of that. When it's been assigned, we ask them to update availability times. When a vendor submits time to them or a technician to when they can get inside the unit, if that is an option in that management's process, it, it notifies them. It reminds them what that scheduled date is a couple of times and then it lets them know when it's done so there's a few ways that we hit it either it's through the in-app experience which is entirely web-based and you don't have to rely on somebody downloading it email and texting is huge it's really funny i just read an article this morning that says in 2019 they're expecting 47 percent of phone calls to be spam you have to find another medium to go through rather than phone, because people are just not going to answer. It keeps getting to be a deteriorating thing Wow, that makes,
2: me, that makes me sad, actually, because I hate text messages, I really hate them. I'd rather talk to someone on the phone. Real quick, though, about the process, because you started talking about email and text, but that's how people are notified, but just so I understand the actual process. So first they see, I can log in, or I get a text, email, whatever and it says I either my request that was submitted, number one, then number two, it was assigned to someone, number three, it shows their availability for when it's going to be scheduled, and number four, it shows done. Is it basically those four steps?
1: That's it. And one other cool thing that I will tell you, Joe, is we talked about the satisfaction and why it's important, a couple of reasons, online reputation and retention. But as we've done data dives in this, there is a 100% correlation to the speed of repair and the satisfaction. seems like pretty straightforward, but does anybody have that data? (laughs) And we've got just loads of it. And the other thing that we're kind of realizing is so speed of repair – it actually depends on the type of repair too. Like HVAC issues, where you need to get done faster than plumbing. And we can statistically say how much quicker you have to.
2: How much quicker do you have to?
1: You get a day and a half buffer to statistically get the same satisfaction of a renter of an HVAC issue versus plumbing. You have, you have more time with the plumbing issue.
2: Got it. How much time do you have with the AC issue?
1: Right now we're seeing about three and a half days, but essentially that kind of changes throughout the year.
2: Right, and where you live probably too.
1: Yeah, oh man, there's loads of data on this. But kind of the reason why I say that is usually in maintenance coordination process flows where you have somebody that has to get inside the unit. You don't have a key or using a third-party vendor and they need to coordinate with the renter, right? Mm -hmm. It's usually a multi-day kind of process to get that scheduled time in. If you talk to people that provide maintenance services to these firms that manage properties, Mm -hmm. it's getting a hold of the renter to get it scheduled is the biggest barrier to getting it done quickly. And we schedule 85% of our repairs in less than four minutes without a phone call. Wow. With our technology,
2: <laughs>
1: with the app, it's the way that we coordinate between the person providing the services as the renter and the renter. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from how we collect information up front from the renter and their availability and how we collect information from vendors and when they're able to get out and that sort of stuff.
2: So do, if I have an apartment community, hundred units, do all my residents need to download the app or can they just go to a website and log in with some info?
1: Yeah. So some benefits to applications, you can track push notifications, more things like that. One thing that we really wanted to make sure with our product was simplicity. If we roll out with a client, you don't want it to sit there and go, here's how you download the app. You don't need that barrier. What's really neat with our technology is ultimately as part of our onboarding process, we get the information from your renters and our system submits and it's all web-based. So you click a link in the email and you're on your smartphone. It is built for mobile. 87% of our work requests are submitted from a mobile device and there is no barrier of you have an Apple or you have a Droid, you need to go here and download. It just works.
2: There has to be some percentage of renters that get annoyed whenever they have a plumbing issue and they call up the management office and they're like, hey, got a toilet overflowing. And if the manager says, that's great, but submit that via your app.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The way that our system works is we have an ability for each firm to essentially put emergency instructions that pop up. Like when a renter submits, there's a big red button that says, if this is an emergency, and you can define what an emergency is, fire, flood, or blood. (laughs) It's the kind of a comical version of that. But, and you can put your own phone number in there. You want emergencies to come to you. That's the whole problem, right? It's your standard repairs that you don't want to. We need to organize and we need to find an appropriate time to get out there.
2: What if it's not an emergency, but they call up?
1: Well, that's kind of what our technology is designed to do. So, as part of not only filtering and putting that big button, if this is an emergency, click here. You know, a renter sits there and thinks my refrigerator light is out. It's Saturday night. I can't get my midnight snack. This is an emergency. The way that our technology is, they're going to click that button and say, yes, it is an emergency. That's when you're able to detail what is an emergency and a lot of...
2: Right. I, I, I get that. But you're assuming that they're clicking a button versus just calling up the office. That's my question. So what if it's not an emergency and they call up the office? What's the standard process? Is it A, hey, person, hey, renter, go fill it out online? Or is it B, okay, we got you. I got this written down. And then it's filed into the system. You can check up on it later via this app.
1: Exactly. It's the latter. So the property management firm can fill it out. But one important thing that it is to know is education of the renter. So when we go out, we actually upsell you, whether it be your community name or your property management firm or your entity, whatever they know you as. We say, hey, this person or this entity has upgraded the way they handle maintenance using a system called PropertyMeld. Not only are you going to be able to submit, but you're going to be able to submit, schedule, communicate, be able to see where your repair is at at any given time, and be able to reach out to us really easily. So you're giving them something. The adage that I use a lot of the times is you can submit it online, But what are you really doing as a perceived renter? It's like, what am I doing? All I'm doing is I'm doing the digital data entry for my person who's managing my property. It's not doing anything for me as a renter. It's just the process that I have to do to get it done. Now, it's I'm going to give you the same sort of self-service that you're used to seeing in other places. You're able to order your groceries online and just run over and pick them up order right from your smartphone, see your packages from UPS at a given time. I can see my Uber where it's at. We're giving you this now. And there's a huge incentive to use it. Every single client that we bring on, that's kind of a pretty common element that we're seeing is that they're getting what they want and you're giving them a reason to use it. So those phone calls that are hitting your office significantly decrease.
2: You said earlier, three and a half days for AC repair from the day of complaint. And then a day and a half after that, we've got for plumbing, so five days approximately for plumbing. And there are some variables depending on where geography and stuff. If any, what's a maintenance request that would need to be addressed shorter than the three and a half days?
1: Well, and just so you know, that three and a half day is a statistical cutoff where it's almost impossible to get us satisfied.
2: Okay. Thank you.
1: So I appreciate you clearing that up. It basically means your goal of your team is not to let an HVAC issue get past three and a half.
2: Okay. You've nearly
1: always got a torqued off runner, yep. right? Whereas plumbing, it's five days. So that's an important distinction. Obviously, HVAC, a lot of companies try their best to get that done same day or the next day, right? If you can. The three and a half day is like, don't let it go past that.
2: Anything shorter than that cutoff? Any other maintenance requests?
1: HVAC is the biggest one. Okay. And what's really interesting too, Joe, there's a whole lot of data that we're starting to dig in. We're looking to try and help educate the space. Or Even just knowing that you have a one and a half day shift on being able to get one type of repair done versus the other, it kind of takes away that whole first in, first out kind of mentality, right? There's a prioritization that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So the reality is we're continuing to delve into this data and try and identify these things that ultimately allow people to run more efficient operations. The other thing I just wanted to say, when you use this kind of technology, our resident satisfaction for the entire platform is a 4.3 out of 5. And we believe that's through a few things. Transparency into the process and the speed at which things happen.
2: Makes sense. How much does it cost?
1: Up to 2,000 units. It's a dollar a door. And pricing standard on our website, And you can go to www.propertymail.com. We have our pricing standardized.
2: Cool. The plumbing... Let's say that's a five-day cutoff like you talked about, and that's a cutoff to get satisfied residents. So after that, probably not going to happen. So it shouldn't be five days ideally. Is there something with a longer period of time where you can stretch it out a little bit if you're feeling a little bit lazy?
1: There's a few other categories. Landscaping is one of them. For example, a lot of exterior home repairs, but it's really a good rule of thumb is probably to not to go above five and a half to six days for most repairs, just in general. Mm -hmm. And I know there can be a stretch, but when you're dealing with more cosmetic issues is where we see the longer times. And those oftentimes are at the approval of whoever the investor of the property is to repair them a lot of the times, Right. Cosmetic issues sometimes are a lot of the times, not covered in the lease. So that's a discussion that usually happens with the landlord or the investor.
2: Yeah, and regardless of if a best-ever listener works with you all or not, these are some questions that they can ask their management company, either that they currently have or when they're interviewing management companies. And the question is, how long does it take you to repair an AC unit?
1: Most won't know. Right. (laughs) Most won't know. And there's an important thing for our clients, like what we really educate, if you're bringing on an investor, they want to know, how often am I going to get my money? I'm investing in a property and I want you to manage it. There's two reasons I won't get my money as an investor. Number one, if my property is not leased, which again, we talked about the maintenance kind of correlation to that. And then the second one is actually maintenance issues. So, one thing that we kind of coached our customers as kind of a differentiation is our technology will also let the investor the landlord know that owns those particular properties or that building, whatever it might be. We let them know on service issues when they 're generated when they 're scheduled when they 're done as a value add of service there 's only two reasons you 're not going to get rent one of them 's maintenance one of them 's leasing, and then our product obviously the maintenance focused product is going to let that investor know exactly what's going on at that property and an opportunity to get involved if necessary.
2: Based on your experience as a real estate entrepreneur, what's your best advice ever for real estate investors?
1: One thing that we're more or less seeing is this industry as a whole cannot allow the consumer experience of today of a homeowner exceed the experience of a renter or at least allow the gap to get too far. So we think about these kind of services where you're a homeowner now and you've got Thumbtack, you've got Angie's List, you've got all these things that you can order service on the fly to get somebody to come and repair something at your house. You've got smart home technology that you can implement pretty easily at your own property. So my encouragement is, and some of the panels that I speak on, is making sure that the renter has a relatively close experience to that. Because ultimately, right now in the industry, we have this awesome opportunity that people want to rent and not buy. What we don't want to have happen is what existed even 10, 15 years ago where rentals were what you did when you couldn't afford to buy a home. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure that consumer experience for a renter is high and we don't allow the consumer experience of a homeowner to exceed it because obviously that's going to impact retention, quality of tenants, that's going to impact rent prices that you're able to pull as well. And the expectations are going to keep climbing as you have these consumer-grade experiences and the homeowner aspect improving.
2: Yeah, that's a great insight. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. First quick word from our best ever partners. Do you need debt for your deal, equity for your deal, or maybe a loan guarantor to help you get qualified for the financing? Talk to Mark Belsky. His number is 212 897-9875. That's 212-897-9875. His email is mbelsky at easterneq.com. If you're syndicating deals, I recommend you check out the annual Raising Money Summit in Denver. The two-day event on November 17th and 18th is going to sell out, but you can get your tickets today and you'll save $100.00 go to realbluespruce.com forward slash best ever. Best ever book you've recently read? Outliers. Malcolm Gladwell. That's a good one. What's a mistake that you've made in business?
1: Not staying focused on understanding what our objective and our mission is. We call that scope creep in software business.
2: Best ever way you like to give back?
1: Time is the most valuable asset. Love kids, love inspiring, love being a positive role model if
2: possible. How can the best of listeners learn more about what you got going on?
1: www.propertymeld.com. You can also reach us at info at propertymeld.com and check out our social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn as well.
2: Ray, thank you so much for being on the show. Very clear value proposition and how it can benefit property management companies as well as individual owners and Very interesting, regardless, as I mentioned earlier, if someone ends up working with you all, just learning how long we have to address things in order to have a satisfied resident. And from your team's research, it's three and a half days to do the AC, five days for plumbing, and you got five and a half, maybe six days for some cosmetic things. Really interesting stuff. Enjoyed our conversation. Learned a lot. I love how all of it's based on the research that you are doing. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. If you're syndicating deals, I recommend you check out the annual Raising Money Summit in Denver. The two-day event on November 17th and 18th is going to sell out, but you can get your ticket today and you'll save $100. Go to realbluespruce.com forward slash best ever.